on the tee, Jack Nicklaus. This is the minute the millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory. Hi everyone, welcome to US Open Week and welcome to the latest episode of the Bogeyman podcast with Johnny and Dave. Johnny, how are things? Yeah, good. It's um we haven't we haven't had a chat now for a while, which is nice. So there's been a lot of golf, both personally and professionally, going on the last few weeks. So there has lots of golf. Um, what's been going on from your end? <clears throat> I got I was lucky enough actually to take a little trip down to Druid's Glen over the weekend. Um, I don't know if anyone has played it or not played it as part of the, the resort down there, but I have to say it, it, it's in unbelievable condition down there at the moment. Um, fairways are fast, running really fast, greens are really pure. Um, <clears throat> probably one of the most enjoyable rounds I've had in a while in terms of kind of a lot of the rounds lately seem to have been on links course, tough links courses and 40 mile an hour wind blown and it was just really nice to go to a lovely lush parkland where it's tough it's tricky um greens are really tricky rough like the it's really matured in the last few years the old tree the, the sorry the young trees have really grown up and and started to frame the whole place a lot better um but oh, what a layout some of the most spectacular like the part threes are exceptional um 17 is pretty special isn't it 17 is pretty special, I think. And then I think it is um, 12. six or seven um, as well. There's, there's a there's a couple of there's a couple of stretches from down back nine that are that are really special. I think there's a stretch in the back nine where part three, part four, um, where the where you play across the river um, and down. I think it's the signature one, really. Yeah. And it's uh, it's amazing, um, but really really good condition now and well worth the trip down really good value as well played it on a saturday i think it was 60 euros for a gui member so um if you've got a you've got a four ball and a bunch of bunch of lads and girls who want to go down um and want a, a good parkland experience i think it's the place to go that's good yeah where have you been i actually went up to your neck of the woods went up to toward dunning Galway, and i played my adopt, adopted neck of the woods. adopted adopted way um I went up and I played Narna Port New and then played Donegal Golf Club. Both of them were, were great. Actually, the weather we got was, the conditions were pretty benign, so it wasn't too windy. Well, on, for a little bit on the, the Donegal day, it was quite windy, but like no sideways rain or anything. So I actually really enjoyed, really enjoyed Narna Port New. Spectacular golf when you get that that stretch from five onwards in Narnia yeah. New is when you when you get like four. nothing you'll see yeah when you get through yeah. four now four is even a good hole now it'll it'll grow into itself when it passes by you can kind of see the maintenance sheds and stuff yeah yeah but um there's probably two stretches of um of six holes or five holes there where it's like well this is absolutely spectacular isn't it oh i really enjoyed it it was it was definitely the best links experience that I've, I've I've had. It was also is at the end of the week for me, so I went up there, met up with a friend of mine, Connor Mangan, um, who's back in the Ireland after 
a it's taken a, a, a while working remotely in Ireland whilst living over in London. So it was good to hang out with him. But it's also just really nice to kind of, it was a lovely day in terms of catching up with a friend who I haven't seen in a while on a lovely golf course on a great day. Both of us playing good golf. So it was, it was actually the perfect day. It was great. Excellent. That's, uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I think. We take our serious golf a bit too seriously, don't we? At times, <clears throat> nice to yeah. get out with when and with stuff like that, and just really enjoy the place for what it is. Um, yeah, there's some like I think the signature hall is obviously the sixteenth uh, coming back up the, up the beach, which feels like it has a ten yard wide fairway um, that you're that you're aiming at. But um, I, I I just love it. I think there's such a mix. I think I think the the very funny thing about Narnham Port New while is it's very it's tough and it's demanding, and some of the par fours are long. Interestingly, all of the par threes are Very tiny short. little holes. They're yeah. only about 120 yards, 130 yards tops, mm. um, and really demand something different of you, actually. So I, I love I love the mix of that. I think there's there's a couple of great little par threes on it. 17 is a little killer of all. 17 is great. There's, there's trouble everywhere. You you think this is just a flick of a wedge from the top of the hill down. You could it feels like you could take out a putter and just roll it down, but there's trouble everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there really is. Um, I love the the new like the um, what I imagine is a new first sea experience at Narnport New because Gil Hans has done obviously quite a considerable amount of work to Narnport New but what the first tee is is what I imagine was a putting green beforehand. So, yeah, did you play it right at the back of uh, against the wall? Close was enough to for, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know the the the, the practice putting green is the first tee box as well so it's quite it's quite strange you you feel like god if i take a divot here i'm in trouble yeah. um, groundskeepers superintendent will be out kicking me off the course but um it's a big open glass window from the clubhouse looking out at every shot going to but it, it's um it's a nice soft start it kind of gets you into it it doesn't demand too much well, actually first of all it's tough but then after that it don't, miss right. don't miss right don't miss right you're into the caravans now yeah no, it was nice, um, but it wasn't just our, our golf that has been, been happening over the last few weeks. There's been a lot of professional golf going on. Um, for anyone, I don't know how you wouldn't know if you're a fan of golf. Dustin Johnson obviously won the Tour Championship after, I mean, a few weeks ago he shot 80 and then like followed up the following week or something by shooting 30 under and winning um, what, the first playoff event, the Tour Championship. It's been, it's been a wild season going back all the way to this time last year to put it into context between the this today when we were speaking on the um, monday of u.s open week to the last time we spoke which was only about three weeks ago um dustin johnson has won 28.7 million dollars yeah not bad to put that into context and as it comes out um he is still, of course, according to the USGA, not their player of the year as as of as of now, which is a bit weird because US Open is still a major to play, two yeah. majors to play. Yeah, the PGA of America did not choose PGA <laughs> as their player of the year, which I want to. I'm going to actually run through a few of the winners from this year yes. um, to put it into perspective. And actually, the the, the article I'll read a segment from the article on on golf.com, which. Put, puts it pretty well, pretty good into context. So, um, what is it? Justin Thomas won PGA's uh, PGA of America's Player of the Year, yep. but he won three times that year. Um, starting going back as far as the CJ Cup, 
uh, back in October from 17th to 20th. Um, also that month, people who won were Jason Day and Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy. It's a pretty, pretty stacked month in terms of your winners. All oh, of those one season. Tiger was in Japan. The Zozo. Zozo, yeah. Yes. Rory won the WGC in Shanghai. Yeah. So that this is when Rory, that kind of like peak Rory in terms of he was in flying form. Couldn't miss. Yeah, couldn't miss. Then into January and Justin Thomas won the Century Tournament of Champions um, in Hawaii. Good event. Xander Shoffley won it last year. Xander is another player who's come into good form into this US Open. The FedEx St. Jude. So the third one was in July in the new kind of post-COVID season. I wouldn't have Uh, got that. That's one of those strange ones. It was in Memphis, Tennessee. It took home a cool 1.8 million for the win. That'll do for WGC. Yeah. Um, So, I mean... I was thinking about this earlier on before I actually looked into JT's wins. And to be fair, like they are, they're good wins in there. They're not like no field or like, so obviously the Century Tournament Champions is a closed field event in terms of a gap of one previous season to qualify for it. So it wasn't a yeah. full, full field event. Um, but they're, 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 they're good wins to have got. The CJ Cup obviously is a full, full field event. Um, WGC is. That's a, a smaller field event, isn't it? It's a smaller field, but it's a much higher, the it's a higher world caliber rankings. field. Yeah, the world. It's it's just outside of a major in terms of it's up there with TPC. The FedEx and Jude actually is up there with like TPC Sawgrass in terms of the fields. Yeah, so you, I think if you're just trying to try and compare his wins against DJs, would would you have gone the same way? Would you have chosen Justin Thomas as your player? Uh, oh no, absolutely not. Um, yeah, see, I was thinking before. I was looking yeah, at there is this. there is recency bias that exists on that, and yeah. recency bias kicks in over the last while. Um, obviously, by the nature of it. Um, mm. and we look at what he has done, and the quality of of what he's beaten. And there is an element that he beat thirty guys last week with a head start. I, I get that. That's obviously the nature of um of the FedEx Cup. Um, previous week was lost to John Ram in the playoff, which a field of 60. And then the week before that, obviously he, well, two weeks before that, he obviously had 30 under and blitzed the field. Now I know everyone has said that he was playing a different course to everybody else that felt like, <clears throat> and he, his, his performances have just been exceptional. But like when he strings that together, when he needs to, now he went into that, he went into the two, sorry, two weeks before the, I suppose the playoff series started, he was actually a hundred, and seventh in the in the sorry this year he has been as low as 107th in terms of his his FedEx points ranking so he's come from a long long way back with a late run um I, I find it very hard that one we have two majors to 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 go through and during the player of the year so what happens if DJ wins a major but should the player of the year that, that that's for the 2019-2020 season like we're we're in a new season now after that four day. Well, technically break. we are, but we're playing the 2019, 2020 majors. Yeah. Yeah. The 2021, ma- 2020, 2021 majors are, are yeah. to come next year. So we're playing, we're playing our majors in the calendar year yet. They've decided, I think, I think it's the most ridiculous thing ever that they have 
those two events that yeah. just because they have this whole theory of the wraparound season and they want to start again with obviously the new season has just started so next year's I suppose order of merit and race to do our FedEx Cup has been started that do the points from this year's ma- the majors that are to be played which is winged foot and Augusta do they count towards next year then as well as having next year's majors yeah I mean uh, it kind of strikes me as a bit of a popularity contest because I think if you look back at Rory's season last year where he won three events, same as both JT and, and DJ. But yeah. DJ wins the Tour Championship. And if you want to have some kind of hierarchy of events between a regular season event and the Tour Championship as a win, you have to really give your Player of the Year prize to the whoever won the Tour Championship if they're on a level pegging like that. I mean, like if, if, if JT won like five events and DJ won three, then, okay, fair enough. There's no real contest. Yeah. But, like, DJ won, what, the Travelers Championship, Northern Trust, um, and then, obviously, Eddie Slake as well. So, yeah, I don't see how you can't give it to, to no. DJ. Yeah, it's just a bit of a strange one. I think it's the, as I said, the the USGA doing, <clears throat> doing something a little bit strange, but they're into, as I said, it'll all become irrelevant, like, who, what, what, what will he prefer to pick up this week? The a token award as player of the year, which means absolutely nothing, um, or his second major this week. I, I, I he's, yeah. he, he won't care. It'll probably like he'll probably just be laughing in his own subtle way at um <clears throat> at the absurdity of it. So mm-hmm. I'd say going into a major week, I think it was the last thing on anyone's minds. Bearing in mind the test they're about to face. Um, yeah exactly and by all accounts this is going to be a massacre um and i can't wait to see it uh but going into that week i don't think just because you're player of the year it's not going to protect you from what's going to be an absolute beast of a course on wing foot this week let's look at the us open then so yes kepka is pulled out first of all which is uh, which is interesting obviously his knee injury is very bad yeah um to the point where like if he's pulling out of the U.S. Open, one of the events that like Brooks is famous for for favoring over your regular season events, it's um it's gotta be it's gotta be bad. Yeah, and has won recently on a major of a <clears throat> on a course of of a similar setup in Bethpage Black uh, USPGA, which is long, pretty ridiculous levels are rough, but has been able he's been able to bash his way around it and this would have stood up to to that uh, or have been um, on par with with um with how best page black was set up apparently we've got kind of i was looking on instagram today and i follow a couple of the tour caddies and they were kind of throwing a couple of balls into the first um first cut and balls kind of sinking a little bit and he was kind of saying guys can get this on the green they're not going to stop it on the green they're throwing into the primary cut they're like no one's getting it out of here mm. and the course is playing uh the course is playing long at a length that's not absurd for these guys kind of 7,400 7,500 yards so obviously it's killer for mere mortals but for those guys not overly enormous but with the way the rough is it's going to be if you're in the rough you're going to be in serious trouble so like driving accuracy so if you're placing your bets it's, it's driving accuracy and strokes gained off the tee or more so even accuracy with a bit of length is gonna is gonna make a massive difference here and the greens um 
uh, I was looking at Orlan Ortega's um, Instagram as well, and he's shown off how quick how quickly the greens are running. So it's going to be like driving driving putting is is this that you're looking for this week? If that's how you, if that's how you determine your picks. So you think this week will be more exciting? I mean, like you'd probably imagine it is considering it's a US Open, but you think it'd be more exciting to watch as a spectacle than PGA was? Uh, definitely. Um, oh, I, I really yeah, PGA was a great the, no, final day. No, sorry, PGA was. Mm, it'll be. I think it's going to be like I hate this phrase. It's going to be like the PGA on steroids in terms of the players' ability. Like, like in fairness, Harding Park was very, very penal for the guys if they were. Saw Shane Larry's frustration with his <clears throat> poor old mm-hmm. seven iron getting a, getting getting the treatment across his knee, mm-hmm. but it was quite penal in terms of guys weren't hitting fairways, they weren't doing well, um, and this is going to be equally that. And for me, like the standout favourite this week is Colin Morikawa, even though he isn't on on paper. I think if DJ stri- if DJ strikes the ball off the tee like he has been, if he drives it like he has been, yeah, sorry, DJ will be there. But I think for consistency and been able to stick in at her for four rounds because DJ's had big DJ's had surprisingly a lot of trouble off the tee last week he really wasn't like he was hitting two and three fairways a day but still managing to get scores together well here's um, an interesting thought on DJ actually so his T2 at Harding Park made him 0 for 4 with 54 hole leads in major championships and kept him within the 21 to 1 ratio of regular tour wins to majors that's not a great ratio. I mean, that's that's the point, isn't it? But um, yeah, zero zero for four. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think what we're gonna see is if DJ doesn't if DJ doesn't get his act together off the tee as well as he's been playing from an iron's perspective, he's not gonna be able to put the t- the the number from an iron perspective onto the ball. Um, kind of five, six, seven irons onto the ball. He's gonna be he's gonna be doing an awful lot of chopping out. Um, what do you think did, of? Sorry, what do you think of John Ram? Uh, probably similar boat from what I saw last week as well. Missing a lot of fairways, had a couple of batters. Like he, like he threw in the four over, got really frustrated, and likewise didn't have, didn't have, didn't have as much success. We probably got away with a bit more than he should have off the tee. He's not; they're not going to get away with that here. And I, like I was so surprised when I saw this, and that this is going to be sort of old school, like. I think the bet is whether the leader is beats par. Genuinely, I don't think it will probably be one of these ones where if the the winner will be, I'd say if you are under par, you are you are so close to winning this over the four days. Yeah, and I'm talking one or two maybe. So if you were to pick, if you were to, to have a look at a one or put money behind one, who would you who would you go? I I kind of know who I would go with. Um, for for me and like this guy's always. Kind of in the hunt. I think if you're just to play it safe and put a bet on them, it's. I kind think of I know like, you're going to say. It's like Xander Shoffley. No, not at all. Actually. No. So wow. like if if I was to put a bet on this person, I put an each way bet on them, and like you'd almost say that that kind of a bet would sum up this personality, um, or the style of play, and I would be back in Webb Simpson. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's like such a safe bet to to place. I think. Um, but he's also so accurate off the tee. <laughs> it's like an airbag in a car. So it's very dependable, but you're not sure you want to see it happen. Yeah, actually, you don't... yeah, but yeah, he's definitely not someone that I would get Although, particularly excited about winning. But no, he's someone no, like that I... you would you would always say is going to be in there. 
Like he he's very accurate. He's not a massive hitter. We all know that, but he's accurate. And then he his approach play is so strong. I I actually think Colin Morikawa is probably you know, I think he's fifty. I think he's tied from an odds perspective with Rory, and I, I think he's a lot better value than Rory um, yeah. at the moment. So I think if you had a mix of Tommy Fleetwood is actually hitting a new driver at the moment from Titleist, and apparently it's went really well for him this week. Um, tied third in Portugal. So he's obviously got his act together a little bit and gotten closer to the top step. What did he have in the so back before that? He was, he's a free agent from a yeah. close perspective. He had the tailor-made sim and went straight in with the new titleist as soon as, well, now obviously those guys would have been hitting it in advance. Um, interestingly enough. Uh, what, the TSI, is it? TSI, so interestingly enough, um, of the four, Taylor, Titleist are actually the most popular driver at the Safeway Championship, and half of over half of those were the new one. So obviously, they've for those who are in the market for a new driver, it might be the one for you. Um, shout out to all those stores that might be selling it soon. All those, yeah, and all those club reps or all those yeah. club reps, yeah. So, um, yeah, so interesting. I think um, my. Outsider, so Colin Marcao will be my main one, and then outside of that, I would fancy it. You think he's of, gonna go for two majors in the, in the yeah, I think he could, yeah. I think like killer, like absolute ice cold. Wouldn't wouldn't bother him that he's had to would have to back up two majors. Um, I think he's got the game, like just pure driver of the ball, like a gorgeous driver of the ball, pure ball striker, tough greens, gonna be quick, and he can put. And he's got a mentality that doesn't seem to bother them, bother him. And then I think uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick would be my outside bet. No, Johnny, that's met with stunning silence. I don't even think he's going to make the cut. <laughs> okay, one of us is going to be really right, and one of us is going to be really uh, well, wrong. Uh, well. If anything is to go right, both of us are going to be very wrong. So you're going, you're taking Webb Simpson and. I'll give you an outside bet too. Give me an outside bet. He has to be over 40 to 1 or 30 to 1 at least because you've already got someone at 20 to 1 effectively. But it, no, it looks like it's going to be a bit of a beast. I'm actually delighted that Wingfoot have, um, have been able to obviously get their major in as well. The place looks amazing. A place with unbelievable history the last time I believe we saw it in the US Open. Phil had a bit of a meltdown on 18 with his driver and slashed a couple out into the middle of nowhere. Um, he was doing everything last week, hitting driver out of the rough and everything. Um, don't know if anyone saw that, which was one of the most outrageously filled things I've ever seen. It was a hilarious discourse between he and his caddy. The ball was obviously sitting down, and he was like, I'm going to hit driver, and the caddy looked at him. It was, it, who was his brother? And looked at him as if to say, are you absolutely kidding me about this? Proceeded to hit it and knocked it up close to the green. So, a true fill moment. But, um, and then the, there was, a, I don't know if anyone seen, has seen the clip as well. There's another, I've been doing a lot on Instagram because I was away over the weekend and I saw that clip. Of, You've been flat out, obviously. Yeah, I have been, I have been pretty busy on Instagram, to be honest. And there's a picture, or sorry, there's a footage of Tiger on a practice round in wing foot and the swing just looks so so good mm. like so so good um who knows he could be if he gets that little soft no way, man. Off if he, the goes, if he gets if that he gets little into soft the rough. cut over the tee no but this is the thing 
thing. If he can get that soft cut into 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 play, in play is good here, Johnny. Yeah, but Tiger's like so well known for spraying it all over the planet. Off the we tee. need the Augusta soft left to right off the tee. The one where he just, as he says, squeezes it down. The one that we saw, the one that we saw him doing at the charity event. That one where it's just where the fairways were like three hundred yards wide. Tom Brady's still missing. <laughs> yeah, well, like Tom Brady isn't Tiger Woods. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. yeah, so I don't know. T- 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 he's at forty to one, I think. So there's a there's a Tiger is forty to one. I'm gonna go with a thirty three to one pick. I'm gonna go Patrick Reed. I come off. Gonna go. Gonna go for the villain of golf. I come off it. Yeah. Are you? You're joking me. Yeah. Some people decide to watch the world burn. You know, you you clearly one. <laughs> he's not even clapped. That's not an outside pick. Thirty-three to one is not an outside pick. At least Matthew Matthew Patrick, Patrick was, was about thirty-five 36. to one. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> like, I, I went slightly that. better than your odds. Like, yeah, but he's not a terrible person. He's not just a he's not just a bad human. Um, but if Patrick Reed wants to sponsor the show, so actually, like, so Patrick Reed can um. His, his, he's had no form either, Johnny. Yeah, Honestly, how did that jump out at you from that list? Because his up and down ability is unbelievable. Okay, fair enough. He's got a great short game. So that's what I think will keep him in the hunt. Okay. Um, Plus, I mean, like, how 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 great would it be to watch, like, the world burn? The world just <laughs> not take it. <laughs> That's exactly oh. what 2020 needs. Patrick Actually, Reed do you know what? Win. No, it's 2020. <laughs> no, it won't. What will happen is Patrick Reed will win the Masters. Oh and the God. people will just like, no, no, shut, 20, shut 2020 down. We're done. That That's actually what he'll win. He won't win in here. He'll win the Masters. Yeah, so Webb Simpson and Patrick Reed, God, I never thought I'd bet okay, wow. on either of those guys. Is, uh, this is like, I didn't know whether you were picking odds or worst golf dinner party of all time. Guests for Johnny. I don't think like I would. I couldn't make it through that meal. No, I don't think anyone could. Um, mine would be good fun, though. Say again. Mine would be, be good fun. Yeah, yeah they'd, they'd be good. They're a good laugh. Sheffield United are playing tonight, so that's actually I actually can tell you right now what Matt Fitzpatrick has been doing for the last two hours because he's a massive, massive Sheffield United fan. Cool. Billy Foster is on the bike. He's a massive Leeds fan. Premiership, back in the Premiership. So there you go. Two yeah. random pieces of information for you on that pairing that may actually come up trumps for me. I think I might go and back them now. So what, what happens if one of us is, is right? What's the, what's the forfeit for the other guy? Um, I mean, if like, the odds are very high. The next, that, the next time we wrong. play, the other one has to carry the, um, <clears throat> the other person's Golf bag down the 18th. Fair enough. It's a good forfeit. It's, it's pretty humiliating walking up the 18th with two golf bags. Two golf bags. Strapped to you. <laughs> so there we go. That would, that would be it. Um, has there much been going on from the European tour side? Uh, has there been much going on from the European Johnny tour Carlo side? Had a good had a pretty good week in terms of the yep. top, top 50. Finish. After Actually, the one thing we didn't mention if we go back from Portugal was Another massacre that happened in Valderrama the week before. Um, the uh, was it the not the Open to Catalonia, not the Open to Catalonia. It was 
Valderrama Masters or one of those ones. I don't know what they call it these days. Portugal Masters. Uh, Portugal, no. Or the, oh, the Andalusia Masters. Andalusia Masters. Sorry, I was thinking Catalonia, Andalusia. Yeah, that was um, an absolute, um, like, massacre for guys. Like, I think I think nine over made the cut. I think kind of 20 over was, was there, thereabouts on the, by the last day. Um, and the... I, I remember just, I wonder, I, I didn't see much of it and I was wondering what happened. I think John Catlin won from, from Martin Keimer. Yeah. Um, like the winning total was plus two, was two over. Um, like incredibly mental scoring for, I think, yeah, that, that was at the last place, I think, in the tournament was, was 22 over. Um, Eduardo Modenari, which is just astounding. And then, yeah, they went to, they went to Portugal last week and, uh, George Coutier won. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, as I mentioned earlier, was tied third. And yeah, with um, with a kind of a decent, actually a decent field, as you said. I think the best of the Irish, I think we had to go down a fair bit. It's Johnny Caldwell in fiftieth. He finished two under. Um, Gav Moynihan missed a cut on even par. Cormac Sharvin had a tough Friday. He shot five over to miss the cut at plus four. The cut was one under, um, and Cormac was, he was one under going into Friday. Um, I, I was following his round actually on the Friday. I was hoping that he would, he would make it. Obviously he had a, he had a tough, tough last four or five holes. Good, good, good week for Johnny Caldwell though. Ryan Fox so, is on there. It's high 32, tight 32nd. Yep. Good friend of the show. But um, yeah, it was, yeah, like I said, nice to see Tommy Fleetwood back competing on the European tour and kind of supporting that tour. Great to see. Um, and we've got one more event in Portugal on being on Thursday. Uh, open to Portugal and then we're up to Galgorm. We are indeed. Yep. Greg McDowell announcing that he isn't going to be at the Irish Open. Port County is yeah. going to be. Yeah. So, um, we'll see who makes it back from um, see who makes it back from from the U.S. Open. Hopefully, we've got a couple. Shane Larry's definitely back, um, as confirmed by himself, and I believe we'll have a couple more from that may have been aforementioned on the show in relation to a driver. Could be yeah, yeah. So on on the podcast now, this is going to go ahead and choose this on Thursday. We have an interview at Ross Oliver, obviously of Galgorm, going out. He kind of looks back on how the NI Open went for them on the Challenge Tour and gives us a little bit of a preview as to the Irish Open and hints quite convincingly at one or two names that will be or may be at the Irish Open. So give that a listen when that, when that comes out on Thursday. That'll be it's a good list, good chat actually. Ross was he was very good with his time. He was a uh, it's really, really interesting, actually. Very good guy. Um, huge amount of experience gained at a very young age and is director of golf for all, I would have thought. Um, has had a tour event to deal with at some level or other, be it Europro Challenge and now main European tour every year since he's joined the business. So um, I'd say if you want to run a tour event, give him a call. Um Say his services are in fairly high demand, but a lovely guy and a very um, you can see just a quite a calm nature about him too. So um, you can see why he does so well at those 
running those pressurized events. But um, yeah, you gave us a good, good insight into the amount of work they do up there. Yeah, it was good to see, good to, good to hear how, as as a group in terms of every aspect of the, the golf club, knew that they wanted to to get to European Tour status in terms of hosting an event, and and they went about it in in, the, in a pretty in the right way in terms of starting off with the Euro Pro thing, working the way up to the Challenge Tour, getting that down to a T, um, and then when the opportunity arose, obviously not under ideal circumstances, but for them great opportunity to host the Irish Open on the European Tour event. Yeah, so that that will be to come as as Johnny said on Thursday. Uh, yeah, so coverage starting this Thursday, uh, New York time as well. So that means we're not going to be up like the USPJ Harding Park. We're not going to be up till three in the morning waiting for it to finish. I'll be up um, till three in the morning celebrating though, Patrick Reed. You know, yeah, I'd say now this will be our last. Be there with my man. This will be our last podcast if that does come to pass. I don't think I don't think I could talk about it. I don't think I could talk to you about it. I don't think I could listen to you about it, to be honest. But uh, that's as strongly as I feel about it, Johnny. But um, I, I think it's going to be one of those where you're just going, oh, my God. I think this is, these, this is going to be... Um, I, I, this is going to be one for the kind of... Uh, I was going to say one for the purists, but it's not. It, this isn't one for the sadists. All right, <laughs> they're just going to like you, you like seeing kind of middle-aged men have <laughs> breakdowns over hitting a ball around <laughs> a big field. I think this is this is the one. Um, Welcome they, to my world. Actually, one thing, and I'm sorry we haven't mentioned it as well um, in advance because we haven't spoken about the NA Invitational um, or Inspiration. Uh, tournament which is uh, one of the majors on the LPGA tour which ended in my view in a whole heap of a mess if you ask me uh, the LPGA so Miram, seems to be zero for two when it comes to majors they and have made a, well. but they made up balls of this uh, so Miriam Lee um, won after three way playoff um, and what has really pissed people off is she had, I don't know, has anyone seen this, but this is the event where after the, the winners announced and whatever, they dive into, into the water um, with their caddy and it plays the final house of par five, uh, Island Green, which would normally have a stand behind it as, as the backdrop. But instead, for some reason, they built a big blue wall, which actually stopped the ball from going through the green and into the water. Now, where the controversy arose was that Miriam Lee, uh, in a conversation with her caddy on the last hole or on the on playoff hole for the 18, didn't really have a shot and that she couldn't hold in normal circumstances because it's an island green. If the wall wasn't there, she wouldn't have been able to hit the shot required. She was going to have to hit a long iron in, which wouldn't have stopped, which would have run into the water. And the conversation between her and her caddy was just hit it into the wall. And what happened was she took long iron, she hit it into the wall, got a free draw from it, had an eagle chip, made birdie and won. Now, this is effectively cost, as some people said, and Justin Thomas was pretty vocal in it. Uh, Justin Thomas has come out and said that Nellie Corder was robbed of the... Um, of the of, of a major so the ANA inspiration is obviously a major in that uh, in on the LPGA so it was 
ended in insignificant controversy like and if you see it and if you see the the, the pictures it's a, it's a random big blue construction behind it's obviously a cage or sorry a scaffolding uh with blue um uh, some blue material around it surely it's a sponsor it's a sponsor obligation <laughs> though isn't it like if, if i i don't know i don't know but when it actually interferes with effectively an integral feature of the course which is the island green the green itself is actually quite shallow it's quite wide but it's quite shallow to avoid this scenario whereas the, the conversation was clearly between her caddy was like i'm gonna hit it into the wall and get my free drop so she played for the free drop from the back now i know it's the same for everybody johnny i do but it took away the <laughs> it, it put a very very funny and strange slight on on what is a major it'd be Johnny, honestly, it'd be the equivalent of in Augusta them putting a wall behind 15, the par 5, for example, and stopping the ball running off them. Mm. So what are guys going to do They're, and girls going to do? They're just going to hammer the ball into the wall, get the free drop, take take it as their as a, as a, a play for it. And all of a sudden then you're you're left with a major feature of the design of the course gone because of some random blue ball. What position was Nelly Corda in that uh, she she was robbed of it? I mean, like, we did she have some kind of a short wedge in? She had to. She laid up. On the, she she, she laid up. up on the last because she was in she was in the rough, so she didn't actually mm. have a shot, so she didn't have that decision to make. And Brooke Henderson, who was in the playoff as well, her second shot came up short or came up short and actually shorted the green so she played it as a, as a two shot came up short put it up for ego um and she missed the birdie putt coming back and miriam lee hit the wall took the free drop chipped and putted one with a birdie so the only one who didn't play the hole as i suppose as would demand in normal reg- regulation play or not in regulation play but certainly in standard play uh, the other two girls took on the risk well certainly uh, Brooke Henderson did um, Nellie Corda had to lay up um, but yeah I think Justin Thomas would be quite close to the quarters uh, judging by from where they're from and yeah it, it ended now in um, in a little bit of a little bit of um, controversy to be honest I can like I was watched I watched the um the women's open and Nettie Corda was in that as well. Like she was in there all the way till the end. I I I don't see it being too long before she crosses that that threshold into winning a major. Uh no, she's like she's a hell of a player. Like what a family, like the most talented um sickening, isn't it? Family they're going. It's it's incredible. But um from dad, high- for anyone that doesn't know is obviously a former dance yeah and her brother's and then, a current professional and she's a nelly and her sister natalie jessica jessica that's yeah. it her um are obviously talented but from an irish perspective olivia mahefi missed the call a plus 13 uh stephanie made was tied 51st at two over and the leona mcguire tied uh top 20 so great result for her um Highest result major uh, for her, so hopefully that's the LPGA breakthrough she wanted. So that's um, that. That was up there as well. Fifteen under one, she finished on six under. So yeah, so that's the first um, 
or sorry, that's the second women's major in in the book. So we've um, yeah, that Very was, good. And it was a, had a bit of controversy too. So that's good though. I mean, the controversy gets us talking about it. You know? Yeah, big per- so good purse too. It's not necessarily great for them, but in terms of the entertainment no. product that is the LPGA, it's great. Oh, I'd say. Do you know what? You're dead right. I'd say it got. It got a lot of eyes um, and a lot of people talking about it. Um, there was a lot of press about it today. So, yeah, great and bad. Not if you're, great if you're Miriam Lee and her caddy who did the biggest belly flop into the pond afterwards. Great if you're my one. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, this is great. Sophia Popov, yeah, she's great, but she's no, no LPGA for the next five years. Just, you know. And then this as well. And this, she didn't get she didn't get an exemption for the next five years. She didn't get an exemption in the end. Ah, uh, that will change. Sure. No. So he, he releases he released a statement. Maguan, um, the commissioner for the LPGA tour, released a statement, basically just outlining why, like, they're not going to change the rule. Like they're like they basically said, the rule is the rule. We will look at it for the future, but for this play, like. We will look at that, look at it after this season, and it'll probably get changed after this season. But the rule stands. Wait, till you see how many sponsors invites she gets. Should be sponsored oh, yeah. to absolutely everything. Well, now so the ANA was on. Charlie Hull tested positive for COVID, yep. and Sophia Popov did not get called up. <laughs> so I mean, like, you can That's say, yeah, you should get sponsors invites, but when like. A player actually pulls out, and there is a spot. The only reigning at the time major champion isn't invited. That's not. That's pretty poor form. That's ridiculous. That is. That is absolutely absurd. And she spends obviously. She's well, well I mean, German obviously spends all of her time in the US. As yeah. Been, like been on the Cactus Tour and all those different satellite tours. Um. That's extraordinary. But the backstop in this year, like everyone, like you see it week in, week out on the PGA Tour. Well, it, we do, but we don't see it that it blocks a hazard. This is, this is my piece. If it's an island green, yeah. you can't build this to make it to stop a ball going into the water. It's like putting a little, like, I know, inflatable path over the front of it as well. You may as well do that and let them bounce one in across it, like, you know. Um, no, I, I wasn't buying that for a second. Not when, not when the shot demands a high, uh, a high flighted soft landing long iron, which is very, very hard shot to pull off. Um, and I think it, what really was, was the, was the conversation with the caddy that they were just going to bang it into the wall. I'd probably do the same thing. Million bucks right there. Yeah, a lot I mean, worse like, than that. I'd do a lot like, worse if, than that. If I'm yeah, if I'm in that situation, uh, I'm gonna do the same thing. Let's be honest. Yeah, oh, you are. Like I'm just saying, don't put it there. That's why I, I, you know, I'm the kind of guy that backs Patrick Reed in these situations. Yeah, there you go. Oh, oh, wow, wow. Do you think you know a person? <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we might leave it there for that one. We could we could ramble all night. We can we could keep we keep we could keep going. Um, the Safeway Open obviously happened. Stewart Singh won that, but like Sun Cadian, pretty interesting. Eleven years since he last won. Pretty good story. Apparently the nicest guy on tour as well. So well done him. Yeah. 
Good job, him. US Open's on this week. Patrick Reed is going to win. Conor Carroll is going to do pretty well. Matthew Patrick isn't going to make the cut. And Webb Simpson is going to be in the top five. That's how it's going to be. Put your money on it. We'll see you guys in the next one. On the tee, Jack Nicholas. This is the minute the millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory.